Welcome to another episode of Two Boys, One Couch, starring two boys and a couch. Your hosts, Mark and Aiden. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, 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 Mark. Hey. What's up? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Hey Mark, the podcast where I, Mark, get to have open and authentic conversations about things like mental health, self-development, just basically the conversations that we don't get to have on a daily basis. Uh, The purpose of that is that I want to start these conversations, whether they be stigmatized or they just, like I said, don't come up on a daily basis. Because if you are out there suffering in silence, I just want you to know that no matter what you think, what you believe, who you are, what you're suffering from, or anything like that, you're not alone and life can and will get better for you. So yeah, sometimes I get to interview people and sometimes I get to just rant at my phone by myself for like 20, 30 minutes. Usually it's like 10 to 20 minutes and then I cut half of it out. Actually, no, I don't even edit that much out of it anymore because I just don't really care anymore because things like this are what people find funny and personal and it's kind of what I more enjoy to listen to myself so I obviously like providing it myself anyways when I am blessed with some presence of other people to talk to I really appreciate it and that's why we got Aiden on here today back by popular demand like he said two boys one couch we live together and we like to chat together And a lot of the times we have like super dope conversations and I'm thinking like, man, why don't we record some of these? And I think as well, like so many people can relate to a lot of these topics. A lot of people like kind of vibe with it and they think like, holy shit, man, not a lot of people talk about these things, but I completely vibe with it. So that's why I like to have these conversations. Yeah, man. No, I think that's, that's my favorite part about your podcast, about your channel is that you just like converse with people. And I think that's the way to do it like separates that barrier of like relatableness when you can just have a conversation with somebody and people hear that too and they're like I don't know at least for me you know I'll listen to your podcasts um, like especially what you do uh, with plaid jacket philosopher and Zach our boy with, yeah shout out to Zach and I don't know. I feel like if I'm sitting in my car and I'm listening, I feel like I'm having that conversation too, or I'm like right there. I'm like a fly on the wall. That's better than just listening to like, I don't know, experts share their opinions or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And without obviously like, so Aiden and I, just to give you guys a little bit of a backstory for the past couple hours, we've been sitting in our living room here, kind of going over what most would call conspiracy theories. And you know, a lot of the times we just get given like, look, whether you believe in conspiracy theories, you just like experimenting with them as a thought experiment, or you think they're funny, or you think they're stupid, whatever it is. We, I think we can all agree that for the most part, we're always all given just one message. So anytime we can hear something that kind of contradicts the regular thing, at the very least, it's entertaining, you know, like it's like kind of like, okay, there is different ways to think, there is different ways to process information. And you know, there's, there's uh because that's kind of the, the, the reason why people do start to feel alone is because they're like, fuck, am I the only one that thinks this? Like, maybe I should shut the fuck up about it. I might be getting judged by it or for it, right? Yeah. And that's kind of like, I guess, yeah, one of the struggles that both of us have been going through and like to to not like call anybody out or, or say anything in specific. Like a lot of the times it's like, 
you know, some of, some of your friends, they might, you might be the odd one out or you might be like the kind of guy that just thinks differently than your friends. You might be kind of the type that just feels like you're alone. And that's why I like to have these conversations just to show people like there's, it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you believe in. I'm fucking here just trying to make other people feel happy and feel connected because it's the people that feel alone that suffer the most because they're suffering there in silence and they're pretending to be like everybody else, but they're the ones hurting the most. I don't know if you kind of think the same that way, but yeah, man, I th- what I enjoy the most about our conversation in particular is like, we just seem to like just challenge each other. It's like every time we're just like, we're trying to just introduce new perspectives. They might not, they might not even be like how we view it. We just, we are always like, trying to like put in some new perspective every time we have a conversation. I always feel like I have a new perspective after every conversation. I think that's so huge. I think way more people should do that because when you live your whole life just one track minded, you're on that same path. Like, I don't know. It's good to be more open to to ideas and they might not even be your ideas or what you believe in, but we're always evolving and changing. The human brain is crazy like that, so. Yeah. Yeah, and to some degree, like, it's about growth, right? Like, the idea of, like, dude, you could be right about 99.9% of the things that you think, but unless you actually test them, then you don't know, yeah. right? Like, without without having resistance to your thoughts, it's, like, the same as, like, having muscles, right? Like, you could think you're the strongest guy in the world, but without having the resistance to prove it, that's how you actually display your strength. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. That's the way I view it when people close their mind to certain ideas. It's like when you hear people say like, oh, my, my dad was this way, so that's why I'm like this way. Or I'll just always be that way because my family's like that. And I think that's the biggest load of bullshit ever. Yeah. And that's the same thing when it's like, oh, this is just the way I think, so this is the way I'm always going to think. I think that's the same ideology. Like, the, what you think is going to change like 20 times over your lifetime. Oh, yeah. You know? We're just, all we do is grow as people, as individuals. Hopefully, that's what everybody's doing. So what you should be doing. And, you know, from when we were, even in our, like, early 20s, we're both 26 now. Like, how much different do you view everything, let alone, like... <laughs> Literally <laughs> every month, my fucking ideas change and my opinions on things change. Yeah. You have your morals, you have your specific guidelines that you kind of think by, but they change like they alter it's not necessarily negative or positive it's just well it can be both but it's necessary that's what i'm trying to get at dude the weirdest analogy just hit me right now and i don't know if this is going to make 100 percent sense i'm just trying to still figure this out but it's like putting together a puzzle man if you and i took like a fucking puzzle right now like a thousand piece puzzle and it's supposed to be like a picture of like a cat playing with a ball of yarn say right and they there's all these like pieces like maybe we get like the first like seven pieces together and we're like, okay, we'll just build off this now. Like we've got a couple pieces that fit together. We kind of have the right idea right now, but it's like, I might be like, dude, this is the next piece to go on. And you might be like, no bro, this is the next piece to go on. And it's like, unless we actually test it out, unless we actually try and put the pieces together, like there's gonna be some people that are like, dude, there's no way we're ever gonna solve this fucking problem. And they'll be the ones that are like tearing the fucking puzzle apart and throwing it apart. And there's going to be people that are like willing to look like idiots and looking to fail where it's like, dude, there's no way that piece will fit. But then it's like, 
let's just try it and see what happens. If it doesn't fit, we'll just grab the next piece. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of like, I feel like where society's at right now. And this could just kind of be like my, like, I don't know, pessimistic, narcissistic view, but it's like, people aren't even willing to like try new pieces. People aren't even willing to like even play the fucking puzzle. Like they're more, they're more like skeptical of everything. And it's like, someone will come along and fucking solve this puzzle for us. Like there's no sense of us even trying. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. That literally just hit me, man. <laughs> Revolutionary. Fuck, dude. I love how out of all the pictures you could have imagined about the puzzle, the first thing you think of is a cat with a ball of yarn. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I, well, like cats aren't even my favorite animal either. And but that's... that's I don't, my cat doesn't even play with yarn. <laughs> <laughs> that resonate. That's like kind of what I think about if I think about an old... It's like... <laughs> Who what even do you does puzzles? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say like old ladies and what do old ladies like cats and yarn? It's like it's all right. genius, really. That's actually so true. So there you go. Ten minutes in. That's life's lessons right there. The rest of the podcast will pretty much be pure entertainment because that's all I can. That's the value that you need from this episode. Is <laughs> the fucking puzzle analogy? Try out your puzzle pieces, man. That's pretty much it. Now let's move on to fucking dude. The one thing that I was noticing right now is both of us and there's so many people that I'm like connected with or friends with and I'm meeting more and more people like this right now which is gonna validate a point I'm gonna make later. But like I feel like so many people that we meet and talk to right now, we're like on a very similar path which is like wanting to start to better yourself, wanting to start to kind of improve your life, the quality of your life, whether that be like financially. For myself, it was like more emotionally and spiritually. Like I was suffering a lot from like depression, anxiety. so my my like quote unquote success or like bettering my life was more about like kind of how can i how can i feel good more often how can i have more energy to leave my house like certain i'm not going to go into details but certain like side effects of depression will kind of cripple you that way so for me it was like how can i get myself in a better position and like you've got your own journey where you're trying to better yourself and there's more and more people that we're meeting that are kind of like that as well like Cartel is like one of our buddies. He's been on the podcast before. Try and get him back on the podcast, but something came up today, so he wasn't able to come by. Um, but you know, like a lot of people right now, it's a very hot topic to try and have like chase like self development or make your life better. And like when you start to do that, there's a large portion of people in your life that kind of resent that idea. Like, why do you think that people like around you? And again, I'm not trying to single out any of the people that we know. I'm just trying to ask you the question purely. Like, why do people in your life, like most people in your life have resistance to you trying to better yourself? Uh, yeah, I, I thought about that too a lot. And I think that like, it's almost, they're just coming from a place of, um, like almost like they're live vicariously living through you, and if it's not something that they would do, they immediately just think it's something that you wouldn't do either. You know, so like, I feel like people just have this idea that if you're connected by blood or through friendship or whatever, it's like you're gonna react exactly how they do. Um, but every like. Uh, people don't think of each other as individuals in this sense I think like everybody's different even your family like you can be a twin with somebody and you're going to be different I just think that there's a part it's 
not always jealousy, but there's just a part of like, I wouldn't do that. So therefore you shouldn't either. It's like this mentality that is holding people back so much. It's like, if you look at like most people, why they don't do certain things is because the people around them are either skeptical or downright like disrespectful of that thing. Yeah. Like, no, like, can you that's give an example? Idea. Uh, like I'm like a, literally just trying to understand 100% like, like a personal one well it doesn't or, have to be personal but like what well I mean for anybody for example with the entrepreneurial mind like yours that you want to have you want to have your own business you want to make your own business like there's a lot of people that are probably like dude that's like not a good idea yeah like financially how are you going to do this how are you going to do that I mean, I'm guilty of it sometimes too. I mean, people have come to me and say, I'm thinking about doing this. And just from my own selfish thoughts about that person, I make the conclusion like, that's not, that's not a good spot for you. Mm. You should look at this. Like, I think we all do it. Yeah. Um, You know, whether we want to admit it or not, but it, it usually always boils down to like their own ego, your own ego. Like... It's almost like not wanting, like obviously wanting them to succeed, but then there's like a part that doesn't want them because it's not you succeeding. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I've always thought of it, man. Yeah. I've always thought of it as like, I guess, like say you take 10 guys and one of them just wants to do something differently. Then like nine out of like 10 guys are gonna look at them that one person that wants something different and they'll be like, well, why doesn't Scott want the same thing as us? He doesn't like what we have. Mm-hmm. He thinks he deserves better. Right. That's the way I've always thought of it. It's like, well, don't we all deserve better? Why aren't you guys making the same moves? Totally. Do you know what I mean? But then I feel like so many people, because we're told like from childhood, like we're all the same. We all, you know, deserve X, Y, and Z. Like we're like kind of taught. It's like, do be happy with what you have, be grateful what you have. So anytime somebody wants more, it's like, oh, you're not happy with what you have? Mm -hmm. Like it's almost like their ego telling them they're better for not wanting to be better. Yeah. And it just makes it so much more difficult because like when you are on a path, like even say for your like health, like I've had so many times where like you kind of have seen this as well, where like, and I'm not saying that nobody should drink, I'm just saying this is something that I kind of talk about all the time and people get on my case about it. It's just alcohol doesn't really agree with my system very well. I grew up with depression. I grew up with anxiety. And when I drink, I get more depressed and more anxious. But when we go into like public situations, maybe at a bar or at a party or at a group of friends and like people will be like, oh, have a drink. And it's like, well, dude, I'm just trying to better my psyche right now. Like if I were to explain like how like alcohol impacts me negatively they're like what you think you're better than this like that's kind of the stance they come from and it's like bro i just want to be happy and i know that doesn't make me happy man well because it's funny you just mentioned that because i was literally just thinking right before you said that so we were on a camping trip um it was my birthday last weekend we were on a camping trip and you know mark had the idea he's like i just want to have a sober weekend he wasn't gonna drink or do anything right so I usually smoke a lot of weed. That's something 
by now they'll have listened to the episode where I talked about this. Right. So it's okay to talk about it. Usually I smoke a lot of weed, but this weekend I wanted to stay a hundred percent sober. And, and he did. I can say it from a friend. Like I did have one drink, so I can't claim that I didn't. But I did have one drink. Right. Well, yeah. Besides that one drink, he did. He did a great job. But the the story I want to say was when we were at this bar, we were at a bar. Every time like the waitress would come over, they were they wanted Mark to drink. Like they were it's like that societal pressure where it was like, You're not drinking with you're on a boys weekend and you're not having a drink. Like and it's your buddy's it's like that, birthday. But it all comes down to that in their head, they're like, I wouldn't do that. So what do you think you're like better for not doing that? You think you're like you think you're way healthier than me? I don't know what it is, right? But it's it's like that. And then another example is from the same weekend, like just currently right now I'm just trying out uh, a dietary thing I'm not having any like red meat or like chicken I'm doing the pescatarian thing right now and the same thing everyone was busting my balls oh yeah because it's like why the hell wouldn't you eat red meat like we all do it's you know whatever it is right and again it just all comes down to like dude it's like my decision I'm just trying something same thing with you it was my decision I wanted to be sober yeah but it's like that mindset where it's like dude but I don't do that, so why are you doing that? Yeah. And it's it, it all comes down... I think it's it it always means well in a sense, but it just doesn't ever get delivered that way. Yeah. You know? Another thing that, like, I feel like... Like, it's almost like... Um, like, say... And, like, this is another thing that I do all the time, because, like, you know, sometimes people will be like, oh, I'm going to invest in this, or I'm going to spend time doing this. Excuse me. And I hear, like, sometimes like what I would think to be a bad idea and I try and talk them out of it because it's like man I really don't think that you should do that because I don't think that the success rate's very high right right and it comes from a point a place of like self-consciousness and like again this is something because I was one of those people giving him a hard time I didn't eat <laughs> red meat for a long time in my life and I just finally introduced it into my diet and uh for me I'm finding benefits and so I was one of those guys giving him a hard time. I wasn't, for the record, I wasn't throwing you under the I know, I know. But <laughs> I'm probably one of the biggest propagators of that for sure. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is like we all do it. And I'm not trying to say that you and I are saints. What right. I'm trying to figure out is like why do we do this? And how can we limit that or stop doing it? Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Because the first step is being conscious of it. The next is trying to actively change it. Well, and it's like, yeah, I put a video out. And it was more, more like about like um, like Penny Oleksiak, the, the Olympian. Mm. And like part of what I was trying to say is like not everyone sees the same things that you see, right? And that's, that's not only solutions, but that's also problems. Like maybe you're dealing with something that I don't know about and you're trying to figure it out. And like I don't know what it could be. It could be literally anything. It could be mm -hmm. energy levels. It could be literally anything. And you found hey, if I avoid this, then maybe my energy levels are more consistent. Yeah. Right? Like, dude, I find that with like pre-workout working out. Like when I used to take pre-workout, my energy levels were way more inconsistent. And so like, I don't tell other people not to take pre-workout. I just don't take pre-workout very often. Mm -hmm. I will for like the odd four o'clock, five o'clock workout where I'm like fasted and I'm fucking, you know, defeated mentally. And I'm like, I just need that extra boost. But you know, I guess the point I'm trying to say is like, not everyone sees the same things. Like it, our perception is so skewed because we think everyone sees the same thing as us mm -hmm. or feels the same thing as us. 
our whole world is just how you perceive it really when you when you strip everything down we all have a fairly similar uh reality i guess you can say but like at the end of the day every the way i view the world is not going to be the way anyone else views the world to a t yeah you know so when, when you break it down like that you start to like almost just relate more to people like and sympath- you can sympathize with them more where it's like okay maybe I don't understand your decision because I wouldn't do it but I'm not you you're not me and it's simple as that right yeah so like the reason I think it's important to bring these things up because is like kind of like I just wanted to reiterate these facts or I guess these points of views because there's no real fact in any of this but because like there, there came a point in my life pretty recently where I look back and I was thinking, you know, I've had these goals and I've had these like aspirations that I've kind of been working towards like 70, 80% of the time. And then like 20 to 30% of the time, I kind of give in to that fear of judgment of like, oh, what if my friends, you know, rag on me for this and rag on me for that. And like, I kind of do take pride in the fact that it's like, I don't give a fuck what other people think, but when I look back on the last like decade of my life, it's like, you can say that, but there's evidence to point opposite. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like, even thinking about like starting a YouTube channel or starting a podcast, bro, I started wanting to make a YouTube video, a YouTube channel when I first saw Smosh. I don't know if you remember them (laughs) from when we were like 12. Yeah. But bro, I didn't start a YouTube channel until I was 25. So it took me 13 years to get past that fear, which is basically at 25 years old, that's half your life. Mm -hmm. It took me half my life to like kind of from the point of like, I want to do this to I'm doing it. Yeah. Like I'm actually just fuck it. I'm just going to do it. And even at that, and even then, like there's been so many people that are like, dude, why are you spending so much time making, working on your podcast? How much do you make off it? And I'm like telling them, it's like, Bro, I actually pay to do it. Yeah. I like, I'm not even being paid. I actually pay to do this. Right. And people, I like, can't fathom it, but it's like. Because only you know what's to come of it or how you believe is what's going to come of it. Well, and it's just fun. And it's fun. I just enjoy doing it. Yeah. And for so long, I didn't do it because I was so scared of like having people judge me mm-hmm. or having people. Cause like everyone and their fucking uncle has a, has a podcast now, Yeah, you know? And it's like, Oh, it's just that other guy who just loves talking to himself and loves talking and has to hear his own voice and make a podcast. And maybe that is part of it, (laughs) right? Like maybe that is part of it, but it is like a form of expression. Like it's like, think about like guys like Kurt Cobain or like Dave Grohl or any of your favorite musicians. And you think like, don't you think that some of their peers would have been like, oh, it's just that guy that wants to play music. Oh, he thinks he's a rock star. He thinks he's better than us. Oh, yeah. Like Dave Grohl talks about in his like documentary that we've watched mm-hmm. where he's like, dude, they used to get, he used to get beat up for doing what he does. Mm-hmm. And now he's celebrated for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, man. And you know what? I got to give you props because you, you, you started your YouTube channel. And you, you shared it. You, you're like, fuck, I don't care. And you shared it. Dude, I had a YouTube channel. And I never shared it. I didn't want people in my life to know I had this YouTube channel. From the whole time I had it, I stopped making videos, I don't know, a year ago. And the whole time I had it, it wasn't until after 
I stopped making videos where I was like, dude, what the hell? Why do I care? Because I look back and I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is because I knew, or at least that's just how I thought, I knew people would make fun of it. I Maybe knew people they would. wouldn't, like my family and friends wouldn't understand it. Yet, I had people from all over the place who would come and watch. Not a lot of people, obviously. But I did. I had people, and I had people I met through YouTube that I still talk to that it just all comes back to like this it's like sometimes the strangers in your life are the ones that really support you yeah and not people closest to you and that hurts right but i think that's something we can all relate to like everybody can relate to that in some form and that's what i was talking about when i said you know this is going to validate a point i make later on is like the more outspoken you are about these types of things, the more you're going to attract the people that think like you that are too scared to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like take shout out to Samir for this because this is one of the guys we met last oh, weekend. Boy. <laughs> but like this guy was our bartender serving us drinks. And mind you, he's not our server. So we're not chatting with him the whole time. But seemingly, you know, this guy's making us drinks. We were there for like eight hours because we had lunch and dinner at this restaurant because if you know anything about like logan lake or kamloops like they're really no offense to anyone that lives there isn't that much to do on a sunday afternoon <laughs> so we're spending like most of our day there right and it was a pretty lively place so it wasn't like we were stuck there we chose to be there we had a lot of fun and um we meet this guy samir we talked to him for like 20 30 minutes maybe an hour and it wasn't until like an hour in when i look at his like uh we start talking about Something like, I was like, oh, something about I was reading that morning. And he's like, oh, do you read often? And we started talking about books. And then we like started exchanging Instagrams. I look at his Instagram and I see like this guy's mindset's pretty similar to us. And it's like, dude, you don't make these type of valuable connections until you're like actually vulnerable. And like the people that are on the same path as you will magnetize to you, man. Yeah. Like it's the same with the people that you connected with through YouTube. It's like. Dude, had you not made those videos, you wouldn't make those connections. And those people would have probably felt more alone as well. Yeah. Like, it's not until you start to, I guess, publicize or vocalize what you think or where you're trying to go, like the path that you're on. And then other people on that path are going to be like, oh, that guy is going the same place as me. Like, we should collaborate. We should at least pool our money or... Like I'm talking hypothetically, like pool our money together and try and get there together. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, do people that want to win will gravitate towards each other? Totally, man. And it's funny because I was overhearing Mark's podcast with Zach, the last one, because that's the nice thing I get living with Mark. I get to hear all this stuff for anyone else does, <laughs> which is pretty sick. But I'm sitting here, I'm listening, and you were talking about your, you and I's friendship and how it wasn't till. We started talking about things, deeper things, being vulnerable, that we actually became like really tight bros, right? Because Mark and I, when we met, we were friends and we were, we met through a similar interest and passion of ours. And, uh, but, but that's a lot of the friendship was just, it was that. You know? Which was, was a very superficial interest to be right? with. Exactly. <laughs> so it was bodybuilding. We both, I mean, we've talked about it before. We both did bodybuilding. And for us, there's people that are about it and they're really about it. But for us, I feel like at least I can speak for myself. Like it was a superficial, like it was like the fringe kind of sport that I could be the best one out of everyone I knew. Yeah, pretty much was part of it. Yeah, at least I I had same, same thing, man. Like, um, 
interesting. I read a book. It gave me identity. It gave you identity. And there's a great book on that. I have this book. It's called Gorilla Suit by Bob Paris, who's like one of the best bodybuilders from the 80s. And he's so his gorilla suit was exactly that. It was he did bodybuilding because it like created this identity for him that was like how he it was like a, an outlet for him. But he, he says in the book and I, I when I read this, I really resonated with it. It was like he said, I was I was never a lifestyle bodybuilder. He's like, I was never like everybody else when I did it. I just it was it was just an outlet for me that got me to a different spot in my life. It's basically saying, and I know that's the same for you and me. It was like almost just something that helped us discover a greater part of ourselves. Like it was never our whole lives. We always had a life. And there's nothing wrong with if, if bodybuilding is like your life or if, you know, a certain thing, if it makes you happy, that's amazing. But for me, I was the same. I always felt like an outsider in bodybuilding. I never related to other people. I never was like a part of like the cliques, you know? Yeah, you were like, like literally the only other bodybuilder that I like genuinely chilled with and still talk to and chill with today. Yeah. There's no, like there's, I could think of like on one hand, people that I still talk to from that time of my life. Mm-hmm. And I think it Same is. Same thing, man. I think it is because like we kind of, again, I can only speak for myself here, but get into certain things, not necessarily for the wrong reasons, but it's not like a lasting motivation. Like for me, part of it was like, I liked the feeling of that when I walked into a room and I was the biggest guy there and people looked. Mm-hmm. Like I liked that. They're like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? Like, yeah. especially if that wasn't known. Like if I walked into a room where I hadn't been before, like I still remember the first time I was like 17, 18, which is like when we were gonna compete was like 18, 19. And I was pretty fucking big, man like 40 pounds bigger than I am now. And I'm not like a tiny guy. Yeah. And I remember like walking into the doctor's office when I took my shirt off for the first time and they're like, holy fuck. Like, yeah. how is this an 18 year old kid? Yeah. You know, like I barely had fucking pubes and I had abs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's so sick. Like yeah. for me, like it was like, I, I kind of got off to like that where people were like, what the fuck? Right. Like I liked that feeling. And so that's kind of why I liked bodybuilding. But then it's like, once you step on stage and you're around all these other guys, then you're not the special guy anymore. Exactly. You're just the same as everyone else. Yeah. And even worse, they don't care about you. It's such an individual sport from my experience. Yeah. So it's like you're trying so hard to be different than everybody else. And then even in your group that you're the same as, you're still different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like there was nothing that felt more isolating than that. Dude, there's literally two people in my life, and you're one of them. Yeah. I still talk to I know the other one, and he's a giant fucking beauty. Absolutely. Eric and Mark, that's it. Those are my boys from bodybuilding. We're doing a lot of shout outs. A lot of of shows. From that time in my life, that's the only, you're the only two people that that are really near and dear to me still from that. Like, I might be forgetting someone, and I apologize if I am, but I believe that's just you guys. I can think of a couple of them, but it's not for yourself, but for me. And it's like, yeah, not many of them, like, especially that I see on a regular basis. There's some that I fucking love, for sure. Mm-hmm. And they know who they are, but I don't see them very often. And I wish that wasn't the case, but it's kind of like, like I said, it's kind of an individual sport in the sense that, like, you know, it consumes a lot of your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was, 
for me, I've always been somebody who, who has a lot of different interests and hobbies. And, and once it started to become noticeably something that was taken away from other parts of my life, from music, from like sports and activity, like other fitness activities that I enjoyed doing, it was like, it started that like downhill spiral. Like, I just, I don't know if this is for me anymore. And the thing is, I don't know if it was ever for me. That was like the big indication was like, dude, like this isn't even you. It was like something that you developed, but and it wasn't until I, I got this big shoulder injury where I lost a whole bunch of weight, all my muscle. And I was like, I had to just cut because for the, my whole life up until then from, you know, 18 on 17 on, I was like the guy, I was the, the workout guy. I was the big guy that everyone knew, like the bodybuilder. Yeah. And then that became my whole identity. And when that happened with my shoulder, I lost that all. It was actually extremely depressing for me. Like I had to like relearn who I actually am. Now I don't care. I don't get attached to how I look at a certain time. Like I don't care right now. I'm like pretty skinny, like for as far as that I'm used to, it doesn't affect me at all mentally. Yeah. I, I believe it, it really took that to get over that. But that was the one thing that the whole bodybuilding and, and training thing kind of skewed my mind. It was like, it just, it made me become, I was wearing that gorilla suit. I just became someone else. Yeah. That and I, and I started to kind of lose who I was. But I think that happens with everybody. Like I think that like so many times, and I've talked about this with another shout out, talked about this with Joey <laughs> on, on the podcast before is like identity. And like, I think that so many of us like attach our identity to what we do. Yeah. Right. Like it's like recently I've been more into like, and again, this is something that everyone's doing right now. So it's like fucking kind of trendy, but I've been trying to get into like jujitsu and like kind of doing something that for me, I like it because it's like very humbling to be a student, but I've started to attach my identity to it. And I'm noticing that how dangerous that is. <laughs> Cause it's like, well, what can happen? I fracture my foot for six weeks. I couldn't do anything. And then it's like, well, now I lost my identity again yeah. and I'm running into the same problem. It's like the next layer of ego. It's like peeling off a layer of the ego and it's like, oh, there's the same fucking problem. Absolutely. You didn't deal with it yet. That's, that's something I want to, like anybody who, not even just pertaining to body, but like anybody throws all their eggs in one basket, I like highly encourage you to, to try to like get away from that because you're right. Once that one thing is taken from you, you lose everything. Yeah. And that's what happened to me. It really did. I lost and again, I like, I'm somebody who did, who always has done multiple things, but even for me, I lost working out and be, being that lifting guy. I was just like, who, who am I anymore? And then I had, I was forced to pick up my other hobbies more often, my music, everything like that. And I'm so thankful for it though, at the same time, because I, I realized that bef who I was before I got into bodybuilding is actually who I am. It literally just went full circle and it took something like that happening to me to, to, I'm like, man, who I was when I was like a teenager, although I've obviously grown a lot. I'm like, that's actually more closely who I was than I became in my early twenties on. Yeah. Like it's crazy that that's a thing, but I started. I'd say rewind even more, man, before a teenager, because even before by a teenager, teenager you had like social influence on how to act. Yeah, exactly. When I think of like who I am, like to the core, 
I think of like nine year old me. Yeah. Like maybe even before that. Love singing and dancing. Yeah. Like I just <laughs> like making people laugh. I wasn't yeah. afraid of doing stupid things. Like for me, that the risk to reward of looking like an idiot would be the risk, and making everyone laugh would be the reward. Like I'll look like an idiot every day of my life if me it means too, that man. I can entertain people, make them laugh, kind of be the class clown. That's kind of who I was. I liked stirring the pot a bit. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, I know it's probably a lot similar for you, but when I was in bodybuilding, like, I, I took on, like, a different persona. I was, like, serious guy, like, you know, like, I didn't have any fun. I was just, like, yeah, I just wanted to, like, be this, I don't know. It's, like, it's funny how you can kind of lose yourself, right? So, yeah. shout out to Eminem. <laughs> I was going to make the shout out to serious man. <laughs> but... Dude, I still get that, man, because, like, so, like, especially coming from, like, my background of, like, mental health, self-development, like, depression and anxiety, a lot of it was rooted in, like, you know, I wasn't really disciplined, I had no accountability or responsibility for any of my actions, I like to put blame on other people all the time, and so the way I kind of crawled out of that dark hole of my life and started to realize, like, okay, I can make my life better was like through discipline and through self accountability and through responsibility. And like those were words that when I was a kid, I heard them and those sounded evil to me. Discipline, literally the word itself sounds evil. Mm -hmm. Like when I hear about the word discipline, I'm like, I don't like that. It's, I don't want to yeah. be disciplined. Yeah. That's literally, it sounds punishment. Like that's, a, they sound synonymous. Mm -hmm. But then now that I've started to accept it, that's even become a part of my identity because you know, you ask people that follow me on Instagram about me right now, nine times out of 10, they're going to be like, oh, the guy that wakes up before five o'clock every day and works out every day and doesn't drink or doesn't have cheat meals very often. Yeah. And they think I'm like serious, disciplined guy. But then you sit down and talk with me and I'm like fucking dancing around. Yeah. See, I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and people are like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. And it's like, dude. It's not, that's not who I am. That's just a tool I use right now to make myself feel better in certain areas of my life. Right. Like, it's not who you are. What you do is not who you are. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Yeah, I, yeah, certain things you get into will kind of skew you from who you are. And it's like you, on the path of trying to find yourself, you can lose yourself just as fast. And a lot of people do. Like, we were able to, to cat, like, catch ourselves and know that was happening. And sometimes it takes something unpleasant <laughs> to, to come to this realization. But uh, it's definitely one that's necessary, I think, in everyone's development. So, yeah. Like, as cliche as it sounds, it's kind of like, like knee-jerk reactions, like pendulum swings, like these types of things. Like... Uh, are just like kind of like I said as cliche as it sounds like it's like part of growing up like you kind of like like you kind of go in one direction of your life say like I'll use my life for example like it's like okay I had like uh like I, I grew up like loving sports like I wanted to play rugby I wanted to play hockey I wanted to play basketball and I wasn't never the best player on the team for any of those sports right so then what what is like an athlete kind of when you describe an athlete, it's like, well, they're not always like the most aesthetic people, even though like pro athletes usually are aesthetic, but it's more performance based. 
Right. And I couldn't, in my eyes, master the performance based. So what's the knee jerk reaction after that is I don't care about any performance. I only care about aesthetics. Yeah. So then I go to bodybuilding, right? And then once I'm in bodybuilding, this goes on for a while and I find I'm unhappy there. Well, next the pendulum swings the other way, right? And so now I'm going into the training that I'm doing right now where I'm like, I don't really care how I look anymore. I just want to be functional. I want to do like martial arts. I want to do things I have never done before. Maybe skateboarding. I want to work on balance. I want to work on stability. I want to work on, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it's like each time you make the move as you grow, it's like it gets more extreme. And then there's like a little bit less extreme to the other side. And then it's a little bit less extreme to the other side. And you like slowly correct until it's like one straight and narrow path. And like I think like kind of, I wouldn't even call them mistakes, but like making these choices in our lives and going in certain directions and then switching back. Like I think that is part of maturing. And I think that is part of growth. Like, and we were talking about earlier, like people that are afraid to try different things or try new things or look like an idiot. Like those people that are staying on the same path their whole lives. Right. Like maybe they'll find success in that path, but I rarely see them be like super happy people. And even people that do that for like a long time, like you say, like, like, I don't know if Michael Phelps is even competing in the Olympics anymore because I don't fucking pay attention to the Olympics, but I'm willing to bet you that he's focusing on other things now, even though his whole life has been dedicated to swimming. Yeah. Maybe now he's focusing more on family. Maybe now he's focusing more on business. I don't know. I don't fucking probably not the best example to use but that's kind of do you know what I mean like his whole life was dedicated towards one thing and then maybe now he's switched paths maybe someone's going to correct me and I'm going to be 100% wrong on Michael Phelps but you could use anybody for example right take Kevin Hart you know he goes from being stand up comedian which is like oh I don't need anybody I'm going to go out and perform by myself and I'll steal the show to being like, okay, now he's in movies. Yeah. Now he's saying someone else's jokes. So he's saying someone else's lines. And then, then he goes to like host something. And it's like, dude, all the time, it's like his interest in his career are shifting. But like, it's not like his identity changes. Totally. He's just slowly growing. I started to view, just to like build on that, I started to view my life more like a, it's like a book, like chapters. So there's a certain times in my life, I just call them chapters now. And although they, they were me, it, like, or a part of me, I should say, they weren't me. You know what I'm saying? So like they don't, uh, they don't describe me to a T. They don't, it's just something that I embarked on and uh, something that I did. Like I just view it as a chapter, try not to dwell at all on the past and you know, like I don't try to tie myself to one identity or association anymore. It's just like, no, I just like do things. I'm just Aiden and I do things. That's the way I think about it. I'm not Aiden the bodybuilder or Aiden the musician. I'm just Aiden <laughs> and that's just stuff that I did or do. Yeah. That's more that I thought of. I think that's better way so you don't lose yourself as much, right? Yeah, well, there's other ways to identify, like, your identity. Like, it's, like, you're a brother or, like, you're a leader Mm -hmm. or, like, you're a a guy that makes people feel comfortable or a guy that makes people feel safe or, you know, there's so many other ways to attach your identity as opposed to just what you do, right? Yeah. Like, there's people that are just motivating people to be around. There's people that are just, like, 
I don't know, people that can kind of channel your anger properly. Like there's so many different ways to identify rather than just surface level things on like what you look like or what you do. Labels. We talked about that the other day. Yeah. yeah. Labels, man. Labels. That's dividing. It just divides people more. The more labels you, you put on things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm not, fuck, I could go into that for hours. <laughs> I just, uh, I think in, in the quest to uh, appreciate everyone and to recognize, it's just also created more, you know. Yeah. To kind of circle back like to what we were talking about, because I'm just trying to like make a, like kind of like a big loop to connect this all. Like, like when you are, I guess, on your own path or when you're on your own journey, like say we've grown up with all the people that we've grown up with and we're finding now that, you know, after 20 years or whatever of hanging out with the same people all the time, it's like maybe now our paths split, right? And you're going to have so many people that are like, bro, why are you doing this? Just come back and do this with us. Right. And the more and more you kind of like, and it doesn't have to come from a place of like hatred or spite. But it's like, bro, that's just not who I am anymore. That's just not really what I do. Like, and if you want to do something else, by all means, let's do it together. But I'm not doing that thing anymore. Or I'm just going to do this thing now. Right. Like, you'll find more and more people, like, I guess for myself, like, I was so scared of kind of embarking away from my group of friends because I was like, fuck, I'm going to be alone. Like, it's going to be so lonely. Mm -hmm. But now that I've been doing this more and more often, it's like... Dude, I'm connecting with people that are on the same path as me. And it's not the same path, like identical. Like I meet guys like Zach who also want to start podcasts and they just like talking about things or like Yorko, another shout out. There we go. Tyler Yorko. Like he's a guy that always wants to just be working on new things, thinking about new ideas. And like the more and more I embark from my original, like who I thought I was, my original identity, who I thought was my identity, the more and more people I connect with, that are like, holy shit, this guy's so much more like me than the guys that I've spent my whole life with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. like, what the fuck, man? Like, I'm meeting more and more people that just because they're not on the same path as me, they see that I'm on a path. Totally. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's like the same things happening for you right now. Absolutely. Where it's like, you know, maybe you're making different decisions in your life and the people that are still making the same decisions as you used to make, they're like, giving you a little bit of resistance, a little bit of traction where it's like, bro, are you sure you want to do that? Like, is there, you know? But it's because people get attached to the idea of people. So like that happens in relationships all the time. I've, we've all been there. It's like you, you, you're in love with the idea of somebody and it's like, that's, it's like your own ego protecting something. Like, for example, if you're, you know, if you're, your friend group, your old friend group, you're trying to change and you're trying to, and they keep reeling you back. But dude, like, why are you doing like you change, man? Like, remember this? Remember when you were like this? It's because they've like become attached to an idea of you. And I don't know about you, but one of the biggest insults ever, one of my biggest pet peeves, and I'm not throwing anybody in my life under the bus here, but it's, it usually always comes from loved ones extremely close to you. And they, at least this happens to me when you get, I'm going to say this right now. If you're feeling offended by any of this, this is you just saying, 
But uh, yeah, just like to this really. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the most savage comment of the whole thing. But well, anyway, sorry. What really gets me is when people say, "Remember, remember," or like you're you're trying to describe or explain something or your thoughts now, and then they'll hit you with like, "Do you remember when you said this?" Or "Remember when you used to believe this?" And you're like, "That's not me, though." Like, yeah. that's not me anymore at all. Yeah. And this is a famous... Okay, so this is actually pretty funny. But my parents always hit me with this. And it's... Okay, so when I was a teenager... Like, we were all kind of shitheads when we were teenagers. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't the worst person. But, like, you know, we all said and did things. We were teenagers. Yeah. We didn't know anything about anything. Okay? Yeah. And don't give a shit about shit. You don't give a shit about shit. One of my favorite shows at the time, like a lot of teenage boys, was South Park. Okay, yeah. and there's a famous line from Cartman in South Park. And he says, twenty dollars. I wipe my ass with twenty dollars." Okay, yeah. and I said that to my my parents once when they were look. I was kidding, but I was also being a shithead. Yeah, and they were talking, trying to tell me about money and finances, and I said that to them, and they still to this day, every almost every time I'm with them. Remember when you said that? Like, anytime money comes up, yeah. they'll drop that on me. And to me, I'm just like, ah, it's like the most frustrating thing because it's it's funny. Like, this is a funny example. And it's I laugh. funny to me thinking about that because <laughs> <laughs> if anyone were to have lived with us, I'm not trying to say this in a mean way, but you're a pretty frugal guy. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I am, and you know, it's just not a bad thing. I wish I was more like that. I remember it now. It was because at my job at the time, I had given a patron, I'd given somebody $20 because they needed it. And it was like this, like, you're an idiot for doing that kind of thing. And I said, dude, it's $20, like, whatever. And, and then I proceeded. you're 17, you got no bills, you make 400 bucks. Exactly. You're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> hit exactly. the lottery. Exactly. Now that's like one of our bills, not even one of them. It's like but, half like, this of is, rent, not even. I love my family more than anything in the world. Like, this is not, a, but this is just an example of mine. And that really irks me every time because it, it, again it's tying me back into an uh, ideology of myself that isn't even me like that and was it's like, not even the point you were trying to make it like i could the, the real point that i see you making there is like i don't really need that 20 dollars as much as i think that person does exactly and it was and yeah i was irrational about it and i probably sounded like such a dink when i was tough talking to them yeah because i was a teenage boy but i was just that i was a teenager yeah i didn't know anything yeah nothing about anything in the world yeah and you have no reference point because like i said you have no bills like maybe you pay for your gym membership and some groceries but it's exactly like, you don't have bills you're not paying your cell phone bill you're not paying <laughs> rent you're not paying fucking taxes the only thing you pay taxes on is like your income tax from your minimum wage job and dude that was exactly the same as me like when i'm a kid like I didn't even fucking know what saving was until like two years ago and I'm 26 yeah. years old. Dude, when I was like 17, 18, I'm getting ch paychecks. My first job, like legitimate job was at Value Village, like a thrift store. Pro fuck, I don't know if I'm supposed to say like company names and shit like that, but, but that was my first fucking job. And I remember my first paycheck was like 430 bucks <laughs> and I was like, yes, <laughs> I hit the lottery. Yeah. And it's like, Dude, I'm buying an Xbox. Next paycheck, I'm buying a TV. Next yeah. paycheck, I'm doing this, that. And it's like, dude, 
Like you have no concept of reality. Exactly. You have no concept of like what. And and that's like now as a twenty six year old man when I hear that I'm like fuck if I could get four hundred extra dollars please <laughs> yeah you just everything's you think of everything differently so when I hear that now it just it makes me cringe I just cringe and I'm like you don't think I've matured tenfold since then yeah that's not how I feel anymore I was a kid when I said that don't don't tie so that's what happens when people tie identities into you it's like. Yeah, but remember you used to be like this. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know, but that's that. Like, yeah. that's a different person. Yeah. That's not even me I used to also, at all. I used to also party for days. Exactly. Not even just one night, like days in a row. <laughs> and then if you were a snapshot of my life now, it's like, dude, me staying up past nine o'clock is like, fuck, are you serious, man? I have to stay up past nine. And that, man, and, and honestly, just to like make it personable to you, I, I think maybe a lot of people that you once knew, they probably see what you're doing now and they're like, that's not even Mark. Like, yeah, he's like playing a character because Mark was is like this. Yeah. And it's like, dude, no, yeah. <laughs> Mark is like this. It's just that you, it takes that to get you there. And it's like, that's not me anymore. Yeah. I mean, any, like, I don't know, just a random example. Steve-O, like, <laughs> Steve-O from Jackass. I'm sure when people say, remember when you were, like, crazy cokehead who, like, did anything? Like, I feel like that probably... Yeah, like him, him and Ryan Dunn are sticking toy cars up their ass. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, he probably hears that and goes, dude, like, stop tying me into that that's not even me at all or that was who i am but that's not who i am now and that's not who i am now exactly like i get that excuse me i get that all the fucking time sometimes actually because a lot of my buddies that i used to party with or that I'd hang out with will be like dude just this one time you know like i know you don't do this anymore but just come out we'll party we'll drink blah 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 you know and it's like but bro i don't do those things yeah. And then they'll say things like, well, remember how much fun we used to have when we would do it? And I would think in my head and it's like, okay, mo sometimes I did actually genuinely, quote unquote, have fun. But 90% of the time I wasn't having fun. I was anxious the whole time of like, should I say this or fuck, I shouldn't have said that, you know? And there's all those times where you wake up the next day and you're like, where the fuck are my keys? I don't know where the fuck my cell phone is. Yeah. What did I say last night? Dude, I still to this day think all the time. I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't have said that one thing to that one person. Yeah. They probably think I'm an asshole still to this day. And so many people like if I were to see some of the people that I haven't seen since then, they still think the same things about you as they thought about you back then. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like people still think that you're just stagnant. Like you're the same person. Like there's no way you could have changed your values. And it's like, dude, what you're saying is so true because yeah, like there's people that are like, oh, don't you remember how funny you were? You made us laugh so much. You used to do this thing where you would do blah, 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 blah. And it's like, bro, yeah, you guys all had a blast, but I was fucking hurting, man. Yeah. I only did it because you guys accepted me when I did it. So you did it to fit into their mold of you. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't you. Yeah. It was like carbon copy that they had created. Of it was my body for sure. Yeah. And it was my words saying those things. But it's like, that's not who I was. Yeah. Right? Because like there's so many social experiments you see. It's like you take a bunch of people and you put them in a fucking elevator. 
and they all walk in and they face the door and then like the control group which would be the majority of them would kind of like walk in and just face the wall and the average person would walk in and face the door because when the door opens you walk out the door but if you take a control group and you get them all to stare at the wall when you walk in and you notice everyone else is facing the opposite way of you instinctively you turn around you turn and face the same direction as them because you don't want to be the guy that's facing the wrong way mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it is it's like dude i'm not facing the wrong way i'm in the wrong fucking elevator yeah right yeah, like yeah. it's like dude that's not who i am yeah but exactly it, it, it all comes back to it's people creating these personas of you because it, it all comes back to it's, it's in their own head it's like no dude like you're the party guy who hangs out with me all the time what do you mean it's like dude i haven't seen you since like grade 10 <laughs> it's yeah. like what do you mean like that's not me at all anymore man yeah so stop holding on to and like i kind of briefly mentioned relationships like it happens all the time in relationships where people are like they stay with somebody because they just love the idea of them of who they used to be and I think we we've all been there and it's like yeah but that's not them anymore you know it's yeah. like same thing I'm sure it's happened with me too they're like probably thinking oh like I, I missed the way Aiden used to be and it's like well sorry like that's a, a part of me but it's not me like it, or it was a part of me yeah but again I, I just I just think of it chapters now it's like not close that chapter a long time ago like Sorry, like, do you, do you, when you're in the middle of reading a book, do you just flip back to like six chapters before and start reading it again? Yeah. It's like Not the character's <laughs> already developed. Yeah, the character, like, like, I already know how the character develops. Exactly. Like, I'm not going back. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked. And I was, I'm trying, I had something I was going to say just now, but I, I can't remember exactly what it was. I'm trying to remember now. But I think it was more like, like kind of like those types of people that get attached to like the old versions of yourself are kind of like the highest maintenance friends because they don't even know who their identity is and they attach it to the people around them so when the people around them change they lose their identity it's like threatening to them yeah so they get that's the, your your knee-jerk reaction is to no dude like come you're back. like me what do you yeah. mean you yeah know? come back yeah. and they're like the high maintenance friends but like, dude, once you start to become, you know, as you grow and you, you get more responsibility because that's what you're supposed to do when you grow, you accept more and more responsibility and that's what makes you grow, literally, is more, yeah, the more responsibility that you accept. You know, as you grow, these people are like kind of becoming more and more high maintenance. Like who are the first ones on the chopping block? Yeah. It's the people that eat up your energy and you eat up your time. And then it's like, well, who are the friends that you value most? The low maintenance friends, the yeah. friends, you know, that you can call after like two, three, four months of talking. And it's not, the conversation's not around like, how come you never talk to me anymore? Or we should do, da, 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 da. we should do this together. We Dude, should do that's, that. That's hitting home for like sure. Like it's the low maintenance <laughs> friends that you keep where they're like, you call them after four months and they're like, bro, how you been? What have you been up to? Like, how have you been doing with this goal and this goal you talked about? Like, they're not eating your energy. They're not like vampiring off your fucking energy and time. They're contributing to your energy. They're like, bro, tell me about what you've been up to. Like, not come do what I'm doing, but what have you been up to, man? Like, how can I learn from you? 
That's not how can I force you into what I'm doing? Yeah. Like it's like the low maintenance friends that are kind of like, yeah, like I said, obviously if you need something from me, if you're one of my friends, reach out. I'm going to do my best to support you. But like it's the low maintenance friends that stick around the most. And it's the high maintenance friends that you have to sit down and have the conversations with where you're like, bro, I can't fucking keep doing this, man. Yeah. That's man. That's an eye opener for sure. Like I think if I don't know who needs to hear this today, but let me tell you this. A true friend doesn't care what you're do. Like they accept you for who you are. They do. Like if if Mark doesn't talk to me for a year, if we if we moved out when our separate ways, he doesn't talk to me for a year. I'm not gonna be mad at him. I know he's doing his thing. I accept that. I'm gonna love him just the same. That's what a true friend is. Yeah. Somebody who just like eats away at you, dude. Why aren't you coming out anymore? You never hang out. You never see me anymore. That's not a true friend, man. That's the you know, first person on the chopping block in that's my That's exactly eyes. it. And man, like my, my dad's told me since I was a kid, he always used to say, he's like, good friends, like genuinely good friends, always, doesn't matter how much time you've been apart, you just pick up where you left off. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're saying. You're low maintenance friends. Yeah. I haven't seen you in a year, bro. But like, I still love you the same. How bro. you What's been? Up? It's and, it's not not, like, and it's not like... Bro, why haven't I fucking seen you? Do you not care yeah. about me? Do you not care about what I blah, 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 blah? <laughs> and it's like, no, dude. You see those types of people and they're like, bro, how the fuck have you been, man? Yeah. And they welcome you with a warm hug and they're like, what have you been up to, man? Like, what kind of goals do you have right now? What are you working on? Like, tell me about you, man. And they're like yeah. genuinely interested and they're proud of you and they support what you're doing. Like, even if they don't align with it, like, it's like, yeah. they support what you're doing. And they don't guilt you. They don't, they don't blow up your phone. with you, you never see me anymore. They don't guilt you like that. That always comes from a place of, like, self-consciousness, self-conscious, not happy with yourself or your own direction. And it's like, who, I just, as people, like, we just. That was me before, too, man. It's a, I it's, was like that. It's a negative trait that all of us can possess is, like bring people down with you it's like you're sinking your your ship is sinking like bring your people with you yeah it's like a survival tactic it's like a it's it's ingrained in all of us like but we have to try to consciously stop it you know yeah yeah i I think like dude i used to even be like that and like fuck this is like pretty vulnerable and i doubt they'll ever even listen to this but if any of my exes do they'll laugh their asses off at this but that's how i was in relationships too yeah like it's like dude i was like why why are you doing this thing like if, if they wanted to be better like go to school or do a new job and it's like dude just do the same thing you were doing before like as a teenager that's how i was in relationships yeah and fuck all of them failed <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. like eventually yeah. i was the one on the chopping block yeah you know what i mean because it was like dude i always expected like dude when i think about high maintenance friends one of the first things i think about and this is something i used to like say was necessary in a friendship or a relationship is like dude if, if you call me, I'm going to pick up my phone no matter what time it is. And it's like, it could be one o'clock in the morning. It could be four o'clock in the morning. It could be like middle of the day. If you call me, you need anything at all. Like just give me a ring and I'll be there. But like, dude, I also expected that from other people as well. Yeah. And I would get mad if it wasn't like that. And it's never, usually never like that. And bro, not only that, but it's like, what, what message does that send? Yeah. That's like the most like dependent message you could possibly tell is like i just need to have someone all the time yeah you know what i mean 
And yeah. it's like, dude, no wonder I was first on the chopping block. I was the fr- <laughs> I was number one on the vampire list. Yeah. Like energy vampire. Wow. That's a breakthrough, man. Yeah. Fuck. Damn. <laughs> we, we always we always hit breakthroughs, man. That's the breakthrough of the day. <laughs> Fuck. Well, like we're making breakthroughs every day. Dude, that fucking sucks now that I think about it. <laughs> but it's nice because... But that, but that was an old mark. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, you know what? Maybe that did happen, and maybe that was the reason. But that's not you anymore, bro. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, close the chapter, move on, right? Yeah. And it's a lesson I've learned as well, because now it's like... And this is something that I've been learning from you as well. Like, dude, it's okay to just fuck off from your phone. You can leave it in airplane mode in the other room. And, like, do the people that are going to get mad at you, unless it's, like, an obvious, like, family emergency or a right. cool opportunity, like... Bro, if like Outcast were to come through Richmond and I'm like, bro, pick up the fucking phone right now. You have to go and see these people. Yeah. You know, like it's like, it's like, uh, obviously there's times where you want to be readily available or like family emergencies or another thing. But it's like the people that are going to get mad at you because you didn't pick up your phone and you missed a fucking, oh, all the boys were at this bar and we called you and wanted you to come by. I can't believe you... It's like, bro, shut the fuck up. Man. Or you're like, you did reply in the group chat. It's like, dude, do you think our parents' generation gave a shit about like, oh, dude, you didn't pick up your phone? Like, oh, it's like, because I was doing shit. Yeah. I was busy, man. Yeah. Like nowadays, it's just this, and that's part of the problem is like, because I feel this immensely, something I'm trying to get away from is like just this obligation or you feel obligated to be with everybody at all times that's what our phone is doing to us it's like it's, it's on you at all times you have to be there all the time for everybody you gotta reply to every joke they send you every meme they send you it's like no man you don't have to yeah you know it's like it's like so demonized now if someone texts you and you don't reply yeah it's like but really is that I mean I understand where that could be mis like it's a misconception or it's misunderstood or how it could be taken like oh like he just ignored me but in reality it's like maybe I just don't have any words to say about your cat meme like maybe it yeah. just doesn't relate to me and I'm, I'm busy I'm doing stuff yeah that's the other thing is like maybe I was in the middle of something and I just got the notification and I just cleared it so it wouldn't distract me yeah it's like I could have been working on like for you it's like dude you could be studying because right now he's studying in school so it's like you could be studying for an exam and people are like dude you didn't actually reply to my meme that I sent you <laughs> and it's like bro I'm trying to pass a fucking exam that I paid for are yeah. you gonna pay my bills for me yeah. then shut the fuck up like it's <laughs> like dude I'm working on something right now yeah dude, and, like, and good friends know that and they'll support it it's all he you know like this happens with Mark. I, I know Mark's always busy. Sometimes he won't get back to me on something. I don't go, that fucking Mark, like, never gets back to Thinks me. Thinks he's too good for the... Oh, like, too good for me. I always think I'm just like, ah, he's doing stuff. Yeah. Like, and I support it. And if you truly support someone, you're just going to accept that. Be like, okay, like, he wasn't available to come to this place with me. Whatever. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's not a big deal. But everything now is a big deal. I yeah. could go on... I, I, I hate sounding like one of those people like everything's this way but it's just like ah man. dude you want to know the most extreme thing I was just thinking about the, the most extreme version of that bro <laughs> is think about the fucking men 
And I say men because at the time it was just men. Please don't fucking jump on me, you social justice fucks. But think about the people who fought in wars, right? Say like World War One or World War Two. Say like obviously none of the battles happened. Not a lot of the battles happened in North America. And so like we'd have soldiers leaving here and they'd go to Europe or they'd go to Asia or they'd go to Africa because there's battles pretty much everywhere other than just here. That's why it's called the World War. But you'd have these people go to fucking war and they'd write back to their wives and their wives would hear about hear from them maybe like once every few months. You know what I mean? Mm. And then I'd like to think a lot of those people would come home and their wives were just waiting for them and happy that they were home and proud of them for working. Mm-hmm. And now you have people, both men and women, where like if their partner doesn't reply to their text message or reply to their phone call after like two hours, yeah, they're like, "These fucking, wrong, he's right? fucking cheating he's on cheating me. Or, She's oh, cheating yeah. on me. That bitch, she, what a slut. She's probably out fucking cheating on me with six other guys. Yeah. And it's like, bro, is that really how deep your loyalty runs? Yeah. Is that how deep your love and respect runs? It's like a dependency <clears throat> now on, on others. It's Well, think about dating in two generations ago. You're dating somebody, you go on a date, and maybe at the end of the week you give them a call. Hey, how's your week been? It's like, that was like what was normal. You yeah. might get a phone call once a week. Like now it's like if you're not talking to your partner every fucking day every, every second hour yeah it's like you're about oh, he's, he's horrible or she she doesn't care about me or yeah. it's like dude I, I don't think it's that way at all no like I think the ultimate show of caring is like letting people just do their thing yeah to me that's the ultimate caring it's like I respect you and I support you and so I'm going to let you do your thing and every now and then I'm going to check in. Hey, man, how's everything going? You, last time we talked, you were doing this venture. How's that going? How can I help you? Yeah. It's not like every day, dude, what's up? How's it going? Yeah. Like, or... or what are you doing today? It's in like a relationship, yeah. The same thing I did yesterday, bro. Relax. And it's like, what are you up to now? What are you up to now? It's like, dude, I've just been doing the same thing. Like, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm working. I'm like, it's... I don't know, man. I think that's one of the ways that... And now, you know, it's not even just texting. It's like, you also didn't respond to my Instagram message. And, dude, I Snapchatted you like four hours ago. What's yeah. going on? And you it's didn't like, like my picture I posted it's either. It's like, holy shit, like, how do I do all this and focus yeah. on myself? How can I juggle all of your needs and his needs and her needs and do my own thing? Yeah. We just need to focus more on our own thing. An analogy that I think about is if you're in an airplane, okay, What's the first thing they tell you in, in, in an emergency? It's you have a kid, if you have a kid with you, you do your own mask first and then theirs. Yeah. Why is that? Because it's not very helpful when you're, you're passed out and you can't help the child. Yeah. Right? Same thing in, in it happens in, uh, like, for example, firefighting is something near and dear to me. What's the, who's the first one that you protect in firefighting? It's not the person you're saving. It's yourself. Yeah. Because how helpful are you to save someone if you're down? Yeah. How, how useful is a dead firefighter? So it goes, <laughs> it goes yourself, then your fellow firefighters, and then the people you're saving. And that might sound weird to people, but that's how it is. So how can we all change each other's lives in a positive way? Start with yourself. 
Yeah, it's it sounds weird, but it's not. And for me, it doesn't even sound like a foreign concept because this is something I talk about all the time. To be to be selfless, you have to first be selfish, right? And so, like, say, like, you're in a like in a position where maybe like you're with your family. Like, say, like in the future, we're gonna be fathers, right? Knock on wood, right? <laughs> We're going to be fathers, right? And our fucking neighbor downstairs is going to hate that. <laughs> but uh, if, you're, if you're a father, right, for example, like you've got the responsibility to take care of your wife and take care of your kids and make sure that they have the resources that they need, right? Does that mean when you sit down for dinner, the selfless act is to just give them all the food and make sure they have all the nutrients? Mm-hmm. No, right? Especially when they're younger. It's like... Dude, I got to eat and I got to make sure that I can be healthy and functional, not only so I can work today, but work tomorrow and next week and next month and next year. 100%. Right? Like I have to take care of myself to be in the best condition possible to take care of other people. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, what's going to happen? I'm going to get sick and I'm going to become a burden on these people. Like it's actually going to put them in a worse position. Yeah. So to actually be selfless... I have to first take care of myself. I have to make like an extra hour to take care of my, my, my fitness. Right. I have to take an extra hour maybe to fucking stay at work and make a certain amount of money. Like I'm not advocating for like never be fucking home with your kids. Of course. But what I'm saying is like you have to kind of take steps that look selfish in the beginning. Right. To be able to be selfless later on. Because if you're giving, giving, giving all the time, like you can't fucking pour from an empty glass. Like I can't give you coffee out of my empty glass. A little bit there. I ha- <laughs> you know what I mean though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I have to go first go and fill my cup full and then I can start divvying it out. Yeah, 100%, man. I think if, if more of us just focused on our, our own path, our own journey, whether it be career, whether it be fitness, health, everything, we're going to end up in turn doing a way better job of taking care of others, right? And like that's just it man like you're you're really not helping people when you're trying to help everyone and not focusing on yourself at all one thing that i my my a newer mindset for me this past year has been dude you know what i'm just gonna focus on myself forget all these people like that sounds selfish but i'm bringing it back i'm gonna focus on myself and then if those, we're this far into this conversation and you still think that that sounds selfish, fucking literally turn the podcast off and don't listen to this. <laughs> but I still feel like I have to explain it. Um, I know, I do I too. have to explain myself all the time these days. But So so if I'm affecting myself in a positive way and I'm, I'm focused on self-development, self-development, the people in my life who actually matter and who are actually supportive of that and want to do better themselves they're going to be positively influenced by that and they're going to come with me. And those that don't, forget about it. Yeah. They're, they're not coming for a reason. You can only do so much. You can only try to help people so much. If they're not willing to help themselves, then you know what? It's time to move on. If, if you're really not focused on creating a better community together, whether that's just in your bubble or all of the community itself, it's like, you need to be doing your part and that starts with yourself. Yeah. Not just like how many times we're all guilty of it. How many times have you given people advice that you actually don't even take yourself? Yeah. But you're just giving it to all these people and it's like, dude, you need to walk the walk before people are even going to listen to that. 
you know? Well, not only that, but once you start walking the walk, you kind of show them why you walk the walk, right? Like say our entire apartment, and this is obviously not the state of our apartment, but say our entire apartment is just messy and there's fucking shit all over the place. Like your shit's all over the place over here and my shit's all over the place over there. And it's just a fucking pigsty. And people keep telling us like, bro, you should really tidy up. But we don't see the benefits of needing to tidy up because we've never lived the tidied up version, right? But then say someone comes in and they tidy up your bedroom. And then the next time I'm like, hey bro, I wanted to play guitar. Like, where's the cord to plug it into the amp? And then they're like, oh dude, I organized your room. It's in the third drawer on the left. And then I walk in and I go and grab that cord and I'm like, oh dude, that was way faster and easier than every other time I've ever tried looking for that cord. Like now that like someone, say like for you example, tidied your room, I see the benefits of having that tidied up version of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's how self-development is in my eyes. It's like, dude, you kind of have to do it to even see the benefits. Like until you do it, you don't even see the benefits. And then once you see the benefits, it's like, it's a no brainer. It's the same thing with like, dude, people get on my case all the time about like waking up early and exercising right away. And I'm like, Bro, of course it's difficult in the beginning because you don't have the energy, because your body doesn't make the energy, because you never do it. (laughs) But bro, you know what, like obviously I drink a lot of coffee, but do you know me to ever have an energy problem? No. (laughs) And so that's what I tell people. It's like, man, do you want to break this cycle of being tired all the time? This is why I do it. Like this is why I've set this example for myself. And it's like, dude, I don't ever want to stop doing this. Like it's harder for me not to, not because I like waking up early and because I like doing these things. Like I had a shitty workout this morning, but it's like, dude, I have to do this. Otherwise my body's, I'm going to wake up tomorrow because like your body always wants to do the same thing that it does all the time. Right? Like it's going to adjust to whatever you do all the time. You start eating a different food. It's going to adjust to digesting that type of food. Like it doesn't happen right away, but that's what our bodies do. They adapt to what we do most of the time. Mm -hmm. So it's like once you, like you have to do the thing to set the example so other people can see the thing, right? So like when you're talking about like self-development and like, like, dude, you have to do the self-development for the people around you to see the benefits. It's like when you see someone working all the time, they're like working 12 hour days for years and years. And you're like, oh, fucking Billy over there is just always working. And then next summer, what happens? Billy drives by you in a brand new truck with like a fucking, you know, for that. I'm just talking from my perspective, what I'd kind of be envious about. right? <laughs> yeah. Like he's got a brand new truck and he's going camping or fishing. And he's got all these bells and whistles and he's like, oh, you still have to blow up your air mattress by pumping it up. Oh, I just have a pump that does it for me. And it's like, now I see the benefits to why he's been doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have to have that example in front of you to be like, fuck man, that's why you do it. Yep. Totally. And that's that. If you set a good example, people will come with you. The people who really matter in your life will come with you. Those that don't, they, they just fall behind for a reason. And then they don't need to be in your life. Right. And that's a very hard realization to come to. And it's taken me up till now and I'm still getting there. Cause it's hard. It's scary. It's, I don't want to lose 
some of my friends or whatever it is. But it comes to a point where it's like chapters, man. Well, and like say I am that guy and I get that truck and you might be my friend and you don't value the truck. But you see it makes me happy. You're not going to be like, bro, you shouldn't have worked that much to get that truck that does have, doesn't have any value to me. It's like, I see that you value that thing and I see how happy it makes you. So I understand that maybe I wouldn't have made those sacrifices to get that. But, but I I'm see, on board. Yeah, but I see why you made those sacrifices because that makes you happy. And I love you and I want you to be happy. Right? Like it's not even about me anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't care that you had to make those sacrifices because I want you to be happy and that's what makes you happy. And that's why I think, I was about to say when you said that, when you're like, I don't want to lose my friends. It's like, dude, are they really your friends? If they don't, like, I'm not talking like specifically to you, but it's kind of a blanket statement, but it's mm-hmm. like, are they really your fucking friends if they don't support what makes you happy? Mm-hmm. They want you to just do what makes them happy. Right. That's not a fucking friend. Can't be, yeah, can't get any truer than that, man. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I think uh, I think that's where we call it, man. It was raining when we started this, and I can see the sun poking out a bit, and I'm fucking starting to sweat in here. So I want to open up our windows and doors, but when we do that, you can hear fucking airplanes and birds outside because we live in a weird fucking place. So I think that's where we're going to call it today. If you have any questions or any topics that you want us to cover the next time, uh, fucking DM them to me and then I'll make sure that Aiden and I cover them next time. Maybe, yeah, like I said, if you have any questions or topics, then feel free to reach out. Obviously, we still have the segment, Hey Mark, on the podcast. So you, if you have any questions or anything that you want to ask me about and you just want me to do like a little 10-minute rant about that, send me your questions on Instagram as well. I'll throw my Instagram like down in this area right over here. But it's at Mark D. Henriksen. It's a weird spelling. So if you're watching the video, it'll be down here. And then if you're not, you're listening to the podcast version, for example, it's going to be in the description as well. Um, that's pretty much all I got, Aiden. Thanks so much for being here again, man. Hell yeah, dude. Fucking sick just being able to, like, dude, this is literally the kind of conversations that we have all the time because we live together and we've been isolated for the last couple of years because of fucking stupid COVID. So, oh shit, I said the word. We're not going to be fucking... Don't put that part in. Because of... Uh-huh. <laughs> because of, because of, because of <laughs> a horse sound or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll make some weird noise. Everybody but. knows, though. Everybody knows what you're referring to. Yeah. Even if you block that out. Yeah. But anyways, uh, that's pretty much it. That's all we got today. Thank you so much for listening to this or watching this. I don't know if you have any message that you want to share with people to make them happy or motivate them or give them some enlightenment. Uh, listen to... Good music, whatever that is for you, and just sing how about along, a music? Man. How about a music suggestion? Who should they listen to, man? A music suggestion, maybe a song or an artist or an album. Well, hey, you know, Mark and I. This is a mutual one. Officer, slightly stupid. Yeah. If you listen to that song, Officer by Slightly Stupid, and you're not having the time of your life, or at least just boffing away to it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then uh, I don't know what to tell you. Just don't listen to anything I say if that's that's how you feel. So go and listen to Officer by Slightly Stupid. That's our plug for the boys. And um, thank you so much. Much love and peace out, baby.